All right, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm Michael, and Tommy's here as well. Tommy, how are you doing today? I'm good. You know, I uh, went out, I took a little break, uh, as as WandaVision did this week. So, you know, I went out, I saw the roses, uh, took in the whole the whole world, you know, got away from sitcoms this week. So I'm excited to talk about this sitcom, or is it even a sitcom anymore? Yeah, that's uh, that was the question of the episode. Uh, I, I really, I really enjoyed this. Um, what we got, what we got here in this episode was very much a side story to what we've been watching before. So we're getting the experience of watching the FBI agents and the sword agents try to figure out what the hell's going on in Westview, and they have their whiteboards and they're throwing their theories up there. I, I'm saying, let's go ahead, let's go ahead and pull uh, Darcy in on the podcast. Uh, they have some pretty good theories. So, um, what, what, who, let's go, let's go Darcy and Jimmy Wu. I, I loved this episode in the sense it didn't, for me personally, it didn't add a lot to, it didn't give me a big, um, something I wasn't already thinking about, but what it did do was I think confirm a lot of the things that we have been discussing and, and throwing some things we thought might happen. We're like, ah, Probably not this anymore, but overall, I enjoyed the episode. It was fun. They're ke- like Darcy and Jimmy Woo. Their chemistry. They, they're just they're they're both great a- actors and actresses. But uh, in general, I thought they were a fun little bit. And it also felt like a nudge to like the fact that we're like crazy people trying to come up with theories, and they know that everyone was going to do this with the show. So it's kind of like it felt like a very like um, tongue in cheek. Like, hey, they're doing exactly what you guys are doing, trying to figure out what this is. Yeah, and uh, I it, like you said, I think it's very intentional. I, I listened to an interview today with Jack Schaefer, who is the director of this series, and she was talking about some of her inspirations and what she was really going going for with the show. And, and she talked about how much she loves the show Lost and how much she loved how they threw in little Easter eggs and how numbers meant everything. And uh, yeah, so she knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> we've said it a hundred times nothing happens on accident in the show uh she is a mastermind she's a genius behind the show and she's doing a fantastic job so yeah i I, I feel like that's our big headlines it's a it's a break from wanda you know you re, re, we see her but we don't really get much of her and uh you know big big jimmy Wu fan i love randall you know i think he's such a funny funny man um, I feel like if I was an FBI agent, I would be like him. Like, what would he, he said something. Oh, he was like, I didn't get diddly squat. And I'm like, yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a, there, there's Tommy right there. Yeah. So I uh, hear, and okay. So episode, episode one and two, I gave the, the star, the golden star to Paul Bettany and episode three, I gave the star to Elizabeth Olsen, my star this week. And I didn't do my research. I forget the actress's name, but Darcy gets the star. She Kat, killed it. Kat, Kat Dennings. Kat Dennings killed it. I loved her. Uh, she was the character I didn't know I needed on this show. I don't remember her much from Thor, but oh my God, she's incredible. There's so many lines. I have them written down here. We'll, we'll go through them all here in a moment. Uh, just absolutely love her. Very funny. Yeah, she's like the sidekick bitty girl. Um but I'm glad I, she got her doctorate now, uh, Doctor Lewis, as we should call her. Um, yeah, great addition to the show. Yeah, 
All right, so we're 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 gonna head into the breakdown here, but I also wanted to say this up top of the show because we're 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 growing, we're trying things out, and we're getting feedback from you guys. And one thing that we heard about was our spoiler section. So really, what I, right now I would like to open this up to everybody listening. If if you have an opinion about what is a spoiler or what you would like to see separate from the show, or you just say, "Hey, we 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 don't care. We want to hear all about the comics." You know, let us know. Let us know your perspective on this stuff because we are growing and we're going to be trying things differently. And I think we will continue to keep comic book spoilers at the end. So, uh, but yeah, we we're tailoring the show to you guys. So, uh, we're on Twitter, uh, Star Wars Pod. So give us a follow, shoot us a message, and we'll do our best to accommodate you. Yeah, and we've definitely been getting like lots of feedback, uh, very positive, which is great. We love the positive, and we love the. There has been people that have been like, "Yeah, try this," and we love it because like it's just me and Michael. It's one, you know two brains here. Maybe some would say one brain, but but you know between the both of us. But uh, we love getting outside point of views because you guys are the people listening. Like we, I mean, we listen too, but we're also talking and listening, and you know it's a lot of multitasking going on over here. Yes. All right. All right. So let's let's jump into the episode. Um, and we we open here, and um, I, I believe the first thing that we're getting is voices. Um, and it it sounds like some of those are are Carol Danvers talking to a Monica Rambeau, uh, and uh, Lieutenant yeah, Trouble. Lieutenant Trouble. Yes, and uh, she was trouble this episode. That's for sure. <laughs> we'll we'll get to that uh but yeah we open and this was something i was not expecting to see in the show and i'm so glad that they did it we see the unsnapping and we see people coming back uh from the snap being reformed from dust and they're in a hospital and monica was uh, i suppose waiting on her mother who was getting treatment and everyone's coming back and the hospital's total chaos uh what do you think about this scene yeah, I mean, I, first off, I want to give us both the credit here because you were right in saying that this was going to be a break episode. I was like, no, they're not going to do this till like six or seven. I was wrong. But I was right in the fact that it was going to be a flashback. I, I felt like that's the only way to do it, to get us fully caught up. At least it was a flashback of a sense, right? We didn't get Wanda flashback, which I still want. I want to know, you know, how she got here, why she picked New Jersey, for this, you know, I have a lot of questions about why New Jersey. Nothing against our New Jersey listeners, but a lot of questions why it's New Jersey. But uh, I love this moment. I think this is honestly our, our first, like, I mean, we, we got bits of it, right? But this is probably the best uh, version showing post-snap and just how much chaos, because we've all talked about it. Like, there has to be chaos. Like, people are literally just appearing five years later. That's crazy. And seeing this hospital just try to deal with it. I mean, those nurses and doctors need to be paid overtime for, for what chaos they had to deal with that day. Uh, this day and age, let's go ahead and double all the nurses and doctors pay. So uh, especially in an unsnapping situation. Um, but yeah, th this, this was really cool. Uh, and I, so we, I'll throw in, I'll throw an Easter egg here at you that, that I caught. So uh, room one Oh four. Uh, and again, I'm a madman, and people people say take a drink every single time Michael says he Googles something, and I Googled this every time I heard a number number I entered it into Google accompanied by the word Marvel, and 
every single number that I looked up besides the population led me to a comic book issue involving Wanda or Vision or another mysterious character we might talk about later in the comic book section. Uh, but yeah, uh, again, Room 104, uh, did, did you look into this at all? Yes. So I, I will say, you know, I'll give myself out. I, I was, you know, trying hard this time and I was looking for numbers and I, I specifically focused on the population. The population didn't show me anything. I was like, oh, I thought that would be something. Um, and me and Michael were talking a little bit offline and he said, look up 104. I did look up both both of the ones uh, and we'll get to the other one later. But there's another number that's uh, an important issue. And I did look this up and I believe this is the one that has to do with our special friend, right? The, yes, yes. I mean, it it's, doesn't seem like it's a coincidence that it leans towards my theory, huh? Because, I mean, I'll say right here, because I don't want to leave people on cliffhangers. I think that's a big thing with, we'll talk more on it with our comic book, but basically the issue has to do with Melfisto. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying that Melfisto showing up there, you don't, you know, if you're looking at a fish and you see an extra fish, that's not a coincidence. You take the both fish. So I'm just saying Malfiso sh- showing up here coincidentally might be hinting towards something. Look, I- I've said it. I've said it before about myself and I have to give you equal praise here because listen, uh, one little reference. I think, I think that's a nod or a wink to the Marvel fans. Two, three, coming on four type references this is this is um this is getting into a dark and devilish uh area here for uh wandavision so we'll we'll move on we'll move on to the next scene here where uh where monica is trying to get back to her i got her old work and she's she swipes her card the card doesn't work um she also meets director uh tyler hayward here which i'm gonna say this about tyler hayward he is a bad guy. End of story. I don't know if he's the bad guy, but he is bad. I think he's setting up. I think they're setting up things. I think he's setting up something. But do they, this is my, because I also felt the same vibe. But am I just feeling that because of Alexander Pierce from S.H.I.E.L.D., you know, in uh, Captain America Winter Soldier, we have him be like the big, you know, the big guy on shield and he ends up being a bad guy. Is that why I'm feeling that way? But there was that whole scene where he's like very big on creating this, you know, new drones and all this stuff. And she's like, we're not here to create, we're here to monitor. And that difference in opinions of where shield is going, I think will be an interesting thing to follow for the two of them. Um, They seem like good friends, you know, or at least they were. And uh, I loved Every or not, uh, I loved everything about Sword, uh, and I think I might have said Shield, but I was talking about Sword. Um, I love that uh, her mom was like the founder of this place. I think that's so sweet. Love, love um, their whole relationship. I loved the, uh, I loved how Monica, the actress, handled the whole destiny, like finding out her mom died. I think that was cool you know cool in a loose sense <laughs> not we're not like pro death but like i thought the a- actress did a really good job uh conveying it but um yeah i thought this was a really interesting scene a lot of exposition but i i felt like it was easy to follow what was you know it was easy to follow sword has been a thing since probably since shield which 
is something I didn't think. I thought sword was the new thing, but it seems like sword's been around just as long as shield. So that's interesting. Yeah, there, there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation here, and there's a lot of bits of information kind of thrown at you, and and it seems like casual talk, but uh, I don't think it's a coincidence that this guy is interested in keeping humans out of space and replacing them with robots and nanotechnology like he talked about. Um, and we'll see. We'll see where this goes. Um, I, I won't go too hard on our boy Hayward here, but I, I got my eye on you. You're, you're doing some suspicious activity. Anytime you replace a human with a robot, it's never good. I'm getting Sentinel vibes. And and that's, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're trying to get the X-Men in there. I don't know. It was giving me that kind of, like, maybe he's going to be uh, dealing with, with that kind of uh, robot. But he seems, so far... So good. You know, I looked him up. He seems like a new character to the MCU. The only stretch of connection I found was on the show Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, there's a character who is very minimal, minimal. He was like, his name was Brian Hayward. And he was used as a test experiment on this thing called Centipede. That basically like gave, gave people super strength, but then also if they got too hot, too angry, it would heat up and they'd explode. Kind of like extremists a little bit, but uh, the extremist serum from Iron Man 3. But some people are like, maybe they're connected. I don't know. I think he's a new character. I think he's someone we need to watch out for, not just in this show, but in the Marvel Universe as a whole. All right, so we'll move on to the next scene here where, uh, uh, at, to be fair, I didn't clarify this. He is acting director at this point. Um, After so, her mom. Yeah, because her mom yeah. was the director. And uh, I think, yeah, going in, uh, so they, they have this meeting where he's kind of like, you're grounded. And like, I think it's because, you know, she's used to going into space. Their, their whole thing, like I think we talked about before, is they covered the space side of the world shield covered earth they covered space and i guess they're kind of doing double duty now because <laughs> maybe shields a thing maybe it's not we're not really sure but uh he grounds her and like i get the terminology for space but i really want to talk about this because like it really felt very tyranny and listen you're like her equal we don't need to use the terminology as grounded is she supposed to go to her room is she supposed to listen to really loud like sad music now I was very concerned. Well, he does specifically say that it was orders from her mother that she be grounded. So I was like, at first I was like, okay, ground, like she's grounded. Okay. Yeah. So she's not going to space. She's not, no aerial activities for, for Monica Rambeau here. But then he says that it was orders from her mother that grounded her. This does seem like a punishment to me. Post death. This is ghost mom. Ghost mom's coming in here. You think you're, you know, your mom dies and you're like, feel at least like, you know, this is very sad. I'm very heartbroken, but like, at least I won't ever be like grounded again. No, no, no. Now your ghost parents can ground you even from the grave. Oh, no. I, I mean, I've always figured that it'd be nice to have my mom forever. But if it only comes with punishments and groundings, I'm not interested, mom. I'm sorry. Go on to a better place. Yeah, we are not pro ghost grounding. This is not a, um, but yeah, so like they do that whole scene, and she, he's like, "Hey, like go check this thing out in New Jersey." And we talked about this, and you called this. This is a real place, right? Westview, New Jersey, is a real place in our Earth. Like, and 
We're not talking about an MCU and real, you know, step out of the WandaVision. It's it's real. Like you could go there right now. I don't know if they actually shot it in in New Jersey. That I'm not sure. But yeah, they go there and or Monica goes there and she meets a a, a friendly face to us, a new face to her, Jimmy Woo, Randall Park. Yes, so excited to see Jimmy Woo on this show. Um, yeah, just just two awesome characters bouncing off each other. Did did I, and I'll be I'll be honest. I didn't even catch this when I, when I saw it happening. And I assume you had to have seen this because people were kind of going crazy on Twitter about it. Did you see the card trick that he pulled out? No. Okay. So there's a scene in Ant Man where uh, Ant Man teaches uh, Jimmy Woo a card trick where he kind of flicks it out out of out of nowhere. And then when Jimmy Woo meets Monica Rambeau, he pulls out his business card and flicks it out like uh, out of thin air. That's so, so good. That I, I, just the little things, man. That's all. I mean, to, and to be fair, I didn't catch it, but uh, it's the little things that the show does. It's it's wonderful. Yeah, and so we get here, and uh, he's like filling Monica, in, and he's like, "All right, so I came here because like there was a person under witness protection." And he's one missing. So I, I need to come here for that. And But this is peculiar. And I want to, before I talk about why it's peculiar, who do we think this person in, in uh, witness protection? They kind of like just glanced over that. But who do we think is the person in witness protection? And is it Norm because he's a commie? And this all fills my <laughs> – I thought they were going to leave that hanging. But really, really – Norm's the big bad. I mean, he's been, he's, he is our antagonist here. No, I did find that weird because yeah, the whole point was this is a missing persons situation. And I guess you could just say that, I mean, yeah, the town is missing. So if one person goes missing, it becomes a missing persons. It maybe doesn't matter that much, but it, it did seem a little odd that like, like, I guess from a writer's perspective, if you want to introduce this situation, I don't know if the way, like, once you say there's a force field around this town, not there's a missing persons. Do you really lead with that? I think that's, he, yeah. And I think it's like, it's his way of explaining why he even came here in the first place. Cause he didn't come here for the force field. Cause no one, no. And that's what I guess the peculiar thing is. No one knows that Westview should be there. Like everyone near the town is like, this is fine. So I no one would would report the force field. The only reason they even came there was because Jimmy Wu was searching for his missing person. But I'm of the mindset where now that's my focus, and I'm like very concerned about this. Like I'm less concerned that he's missing because we know where he is. He's he's inside inside Westview. But I'm more concerned why he was in witness protection. I want to know that story now. Yeah, and then or her, or her. we don't know. It could yeah. be he or her. And, and the thing is, so what, what was really weird about this whole situation, again, uh, they contact S.W.O.R.D. They have nothing to do with missing person situations. So, again, right off the rip, that's a little weird. Then they send Monica Rambeau, who basically just got her job back that day, and she goes out there, and then she disappears into the portal, and their entire objective changes from finding the original missing persons to finding Monica Rambeau, who they didn't even need for the past few years because she's been gone. So I'm a little confused here. That missing person, maybe maybe that person isn't that important because because they immediately shifted all of their perspective onto Monica Rambeau. Love her to death. She's a great hero, but 
she's been gone. You're going to do fine without her. What about the other person? Nobody mentioned the person after Monica Rambogat went missing. What's going on here? Maybe they, maybe, maybe there's a division that's also concerned about him, but we are focused on the division that was focused on Monica. Fair, fair. Maybe, but, maybe I'm overblowing the situation. No, I mean, it's a good point. It's like, oh, like if I'm that person, I'm going to feel bad that like there's not a whole squad. They sent one agent to come find me, but oh, Monica goes missing. And now you're going to send in, you're getting scientists from everywhere. You're, you're bringing in every person you can to come find Monica, but not me the person in witness protection. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I'm not good enough for you. No, I I'm with you, Michael, but yeah. So they do this whole thing. The sheriffs are there too. And they're like, listen, Westview is not a thing. We live in Eastview. Um, sounds like a, a big scandal there, you know, like Eastview did Eastview exist before Westview. I don't know. Those, those high school football teams must've had a huge rivalry. That's for sure. Yep, not anymore though. Eastview is the way to go, and uh, we did see the population. The population was three thousand eight hundred ninety-two. Didn't see any reference, you know, uh, Marvel reference to it. But uh, good to know how many people are missing. Keep track. We need to find those three. You know, yes, Monica is important, but I want justice for those three thousand eight hundred ninety-two people. They also are important too. We have. We have. We have Dottie in there. We have Phil. We have we have Herb. We have Agnes. What a, I mean, come on, people. They're Senior Scratchy the Rabbit. <laughs> what? I, don't, I don't even recall that. So <laughs> is he counted? Is is pets counted in the population? If like it's like, oh, there's 3,892 people, you know, population are pets counted in that. So there's probably tons of missing pets too. Yeah, we're gonna have to call in uh uh whatever the organization that is for missing pets. Yeah. So no one can be contacted inside. No one remembers who is close to Westview does not remember it. And so this is all a thing. Uh, And Monica sends in a helicopter drone. Looks familiar. Later on, we learn is most likely the helicopter we see in episode two. Uh, and what that kind of confirms for us and something we've talked about is it seems like when things pass through into Westview, they are being changed to fit the narrative that Wanda has created. Yeah. We, we see that come up a few times coming up here. And I, I did want to touch down on this helicopter because originally I had pointed out within, uh, within Wanda's world, we see the helicopter and it's red and yellow which I said that reminded me of Iron Man, but the actual helicopter drone first. Okay. Let's stop down here for a second. Why does the drone look like a helicopter? We even saw other organizations later that use more traditional style drones. Why does this look like a helicopter? It's so convenient. Okay. uh, It's weird. All right. So, but the colors this time before it goes into Wanda's world is blue, yellow, and red, which that's Captain Marvel. I'm just going to throw that out there. Uh, so, so maybe again, uh, the colors mean something more for, for Monica and then it goes into Wanda's world and the colors mean something more for her. Um, that's a good point. She doesn't know who, well, no, she, she's met Captain Marvel at this point, but you know, she's more connected to the yeah. yellow and yellow. Also, and uh, the drone was labeled S 57, which I, I guess would stand for, uh, S drone 57. 
I suppose. But I again, I looked up the number. Fifty-seven is a an Avengers comic. Which, yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, fifty-seven coming up. Watch these numbers, people. The, uh, the, nothing happens on accident here. Yeah, that's uh, we talked about it in episode two, I think. But good to bring up again. Look at those numbers; they're always important. Yes. Sorry, not to. No, no, you're good. I was um, heated. I'm still heated about those pets that are missing. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, then Monica, uh, why are you sticking your hand in? Literally, Jimmy Woo's like, hey, you can feel it. Like, we're not supposed to be in there. Now, maybe Monica didn't feel that. Maybe Monica was being drawn to it. Uh, and maybe that's the case. But Monica decides to stick her hand in. She gets sucked through. She's gone. And now people are upset. And it's 24 hours later, and we see your favorite person, Dr. Lewis, Dr. Darcy Lewis, played by Kat Dennings, uh, coming in in a little, little, uh, I don't know, what is a vehicle? I mean, it's a vehicle, it's like a tank, it's not a tank, it's a van, I guess, a van. Yeah, it's like one of those covered uh, trucks. Uh, maybe it wasn't even covered, I don't remember at this point. Maybe it was just a van. <laughs> it might just be a van, but yeah. there's a bunch of scientists we learn in here because she's going to talk to everyone even though they're not supposed to talk. She's breaking rules already. Yeah, and this this was, uh, this was is where I fell in love with Darcy Lewis. Let me tell you, because she is she's breaking the rules. We love a rule breaker. She's immediately asking and talking and uh, getting information from the other scientists in the vehicle. We learn that uh, there's many different types of, of smart people in this car, astrophysics, astrophysics chemical engineering. Um, those are the only two I remember. But, uh, but my favorite was she asked the first gentleman what he did, and he says that he can't talk about it. And then everyone else reveals what they do. And then he says, oh, I'm a chemical engineer. She goes, nobody cares. That's when I fell in love. That's when I fell in love. I was like, yes, you tell him. Nobody yeah. cares. Even you though I asked your, you. He, no, but he had his chance. He didn't want to reveal. But then once everyone, he's, he's a lemur. That's what that guy is. He's a lemur. It's like once everyone jumped off the bridge, then he's like, well, I don't want to be the only one here. Let me tell it too. But she's like, no, no, no. You had your chance. Good day, sir. You are not part of the cool kids club anymore. Yep. So so they pull up to this uh, this little camp that they have outside Westview. This little scientist military camp they have going on. Um, but what what do you think of all this? What do you think of their little uh, outpost? I liked it. I mean, I think it's. I get it's like a government agency, right? But can you make it a little bit more like friendly? I don't know. It, it feels very intense. Like maybe put up some like disco balls. Put up some nice comfy none of the furniture looked very comfy either yeah they had like these they're almost like fema tents like you would see after a disaster like that like this is all we have to help people we'll just throw up this portable tent like they could have done like a circus tent or i mean come on like a little bit more effort yeah there could have been little elephants there and they also use k-cups there which uh according to darcy is very bad for the environment i'm not a k-cup guy are you a k-cup guy are you even a coffee guy I'm a big coffee guy. I um, but I'm a big cold brew. So I uh, do my own cold brew. I have my own machine, and you know, yeah, I uh, French press. Yeah, we don't. This is this is an anti K cup podcast. Yeah, we're you not do that switch. Yeah, be good for the environment. Yes. So next, 
we have uh, Dar- Darcy setting up here. She's she's uh, she's calculating CMBRs, Cosmo Microwave Background Radiation. I wrote that down. I thought it might be important. It it, I mean, it's a big word that I that I understand now. But that's about it. Um, but then Darcy, she requests a TV, and not a new nice flat TV, but an old TV. Because she's realizing there's a, there's a broadcast coming in, and this Darcy's great. Darcy's great. Nobody knows what they're doing here. She comes in. She's there for a second. She requests her coffee. She she checks her CMBRs, and next thing you know, she she's watching a sitcom. Yep, she saw some waves that didn't belong, and she said, "I know what these waves are. They're TV waves." And so she pulls out this TV, and we kind of it's kind of cool because we see, you know. We see the episodes and we we are now I feel like everything's in place, right? Like um now they can watch the show and that's what they're doing. They're all they're all now watching Wanda's life. And and what I think's interesting is like I think something we thought right off the bat was like Wanda's, you know, we're seeing it, right? So we're like Wanda's controlling this. And what was I thought was really good for them is like they didn't jump to that right away. They like to believe that, you know, Wanda's an Avenger. Why would she be doing something like this? So they're like, no, like who's doing this? That's their whole mission now is to figure everything out, figure out who's in there. And uh, I thought there was a fun line from uh, Jimmy Wu who said, um, they were talking about Quantico. And and I think someone made a reference of like, you should go back there. They're probably missing you. And he's like, no, softball season is over. Is he a really good softball player then? And if that is the case, what position do we think he plays on the softball team? Tommy, you're asking, Tommy, what in your right mind makes you think I know anything about softball? I'm sorry. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put you on blast here. I am a nerd through and through baseball, softball. That is not in my realm of understanding in the slightest. You know, you know, like you know, you know, like <laughs> the bare minimum, which is like okay. Like, all right, here it is. Jimmy Will he swings the bat. Okay, that's what I got. Or is the pitcher? Those are the two I know. Or an outfielder. There you go. Yeah, I was gonna say. I feel like he'd be a good catcher. I don't know. Okay. He gives me like like he puts a team on his back. That's the kind of thing I I sense from Jimmy Will. But all right, all right, so. <laughs> I won't ask you any more softball questions, but I like that he was very, like, that's his passion. He's like, no, 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 I'm really good at softball. Yeah, so next, uh, next here, th- this is this is an interesting part. So we see our hazmat gentlemen. They're beginning to enter the sewers, which uh, uh, immediately we know what this means. We remember this from episode one, um, where the hazmat, or beekeeper. I called it out then. I said, this looks like a beekeeper outfit here. Uh, they crawl through the sewers, which again, I, and Jimmy Wu calls them out on this. He he does not like this idea. He's like, what in the hell makes you think this is a good idea? I mean, there's, there is nothing, there's no understanding about this, this situation that makes you think this is going to work. Yeah. It, it never gave me good vibes, but I'm like, I get their mindset, but I think their thinking was like, Oh, the force field is on, the surface. So if they go underneath and just pop up, then like it should be fine. They also don't know that like it changes everything, but uh, yeah, I, I, if I'm that guy, I don't know if I'm volunteering for this. And there wasn't two guys. There was just one guy. Yeah. And, and, and we never saw, I'm pretty sure we never saw this guy come back. 
And we never saw what happened. Like we see him come out the other side and there he is with Wanda and Vision. And of course things get rewound, but we never saw him come back. This is the horrors of Wanda's world. What happened to our man that they sent out into this mysterious force field? Like, Je like Jimmy Woo said, we already have a missing agent and you're sending another one out there. And as of right now, he has not come back. But did anyone seem concerned? Did anyone start a whole riot for him? No, no. It he is only he Monica. Is, he is less important important than the original missing person. He didn't even get a mention. He he's it goes Monica's number one most important missing. Then the uh, the person in in witness protection. Then the person in the sewer. Yeah, he must have been like an intern, right? Because there's no way they sent like their number one hazmat dude out there. They're like, all right, yeah. So we we've been doing this for years. It's your time. Come on, yeah, you're 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 an unpaid intern. Get out there. Get in the sewers. I got it. He's the coffee guy. That's why they now have to go to K Cup because they sent the coffee guy up into the sewers. There you have it. And he's gone. Nobody even cares. They didn't even. Yeah. All right. We'll move on. I, I'm. I'm a little weirded out by that, but we will move on. We're very heated about these missing people. You know, we're really coming at Sword and and this whole uh, uh, group trying to lead the investigation. I'm just saying, like, again, Monica has been great through this entire series. And to be fair, up until the point that she goes missing here, she hadn't done anything too great. She showed up to work, okay? Like, she, of course, she's going to help deliver the baby a little bit later. She's going to stand up to Wanda. That's cool. But... Until this point, she's done nothing. So, so, all right, we'll move on. Okay, all right. But she had such a, she did so much in the past. We That's don't fair. know. That's we don't fair. know what she did, but I'm assuming it was really good. She's a captain. She's yeah. Captain Monica. There, there we have it. I have questions about Monica later uh, in the comic book section. Okay. <laughs> what we were doing with the, while this is all going on with the whole uh, hazmat guy, uh Darcy is busy with Jimmy. They are trying to investigate who all these people are that keep showing up in this show. They're watching the show, there's faces, and these are not just characters, these are real people that are that are from Westview that are trapped. We see Todd and Sharon Davis, who were the hearts that we were introduced to. Uh I saw the only none of these names really seemed that important. The only one that was like kind of a nice nod was Sharon Davis is the art director on the show. So that's, you know, they haven't, there is a lot of names. So they, they named a lot of the people we've met so far. There are two people that they didn't mention. Ooh, there are Wait. two people. I didn't hear Dottie's name. Didn't you hear Dottie? And oh no, who's the other one? Agnes. You did not Agnes. hear them identify oh. Agnes. She's on the board, but she does not have a driver's license uh, attached to her thing. So that means they have not identified her yet, which I thought was very interesting that those are the two people. You're kind of blowing my mind here. Uh, that, like I said, the, the, we have learned that these people aren't it, it again. It seems like most of these people are innocent people stuck in this world. That makes Wanda look very frightening. Um, but yeah, Dottie who has been uh, frankly not very nice. Uh, and then we have Agnes who frankly definitely knows what's going on in this world and she's very suspect and uh also a bit scary um yeah that good point tommy i i didn't even think about that and yeah i'm gonna keep my eye on those two going forward 
I think what this show does very well is they tell us a lot, but there's a lot of information in what they don't tell us. And because they give us so much information, I feel like we forget to look at what they're not telling us because we're like, oh, we trust, we trust the WandaVision crew. They got our backs. Like they're, you know, they're part of our team. They're not, you know, they're trying to put on a show. They're trying to keep us on their toes. So they're giving us information to be like, oh, now we know. Like, you know, this episode gave us a lot of things and, and points us in a very clear direction, you would think. But I, you know, we'll get to it. But I think they're trying to trick us. Yeah. So ne- next we go to, and this is this is another instance where we see the the outside world and Wanda's world kind of collide, and that is when Jimmy tries to shoot a Jimmy and Darcy try to shoot a message through the radio by Wanda. Um, and this is the, we kind of we kind of figured this out from the get go. We kind of figured that this was Jimmy Wu, and he's trying to contact her. Um, what what do you think about all this? Was it was this a surprise to you at all? Yeah, I mean it's interesting, right? Because it's like we've seen this stuff. We saw the beekeeper. We saw the helicopter. We saw Monica showing up. We saw the the radio speaking. And it's interesting now getting the other context of it. You know, getting the other side. And I thought I was. Um, it was so their original plan was to get the radio in the kitchen, but then they see Monica at the pool party thing, and they're like, "This is a new location." They see the radio, they're like, "Do it!" So he he starts talking, and uh, it like does this like glitch thing, which I don't think we saw the first time. We didn't see it glitch; we just saw it fluidly go into what Dottie was saying. But it does seem like Dottie was reacting, and and Wanda said no and cut it away. I thought that was an interesting. Yeah, Wanda is doing some post-production on these episodes. We see the unfiltered and uncut episodes for the most part. There's a couple cuts in there. But there are things that are not coming out to the uh, to the audience in the show's perspectives. And that is one. Uh, that did not cut before. Um, Wanda didn't like that situation. She didn't want it in her TV show, so she took it out. She's censoring, you know, is there, is there a committee? Is there a sense is, you know, like in, in the FCC, I think is the, is the TV in our world. Is there an FCC or is it just Wanda? Is Wanda the person and like no one gets any other say, no one decides. Yeah, it's, uh, it's WCC here. Wanda. Whatever. The, yeah, <laughs> whatever <laughs> the rest gonna, of it stands for. I'm not going to even, even try to Google that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, we we see the freak out. And, and what's funny is we know where this is going, that Wanda, at this point, Wanda's the one controlling, but they're not there yet. And I think that I really like that the show takes their time with them getting there. Because I think if they if they just were like, oh, yes, it's Wanda, it wouldn't make sense. They need to know for sure. And why would they think that as someone that has been a superhero for all they know would do something dastardly or do something that they see as as evil and i think that it's really good writing that they they stuck with that but yeah we see them uh continue to to watch the episodes we see the beekeeper go go through the force field and uh he changes to a beekeeper and the rope he was attached to becomes a jump rope yeah and actually i it took me a second i haven't seen a jump to be fair, I haven't seen a jump rope in a very long time. Um, but 
I haven't seen a jump rope like that in even longer. The little plastic, like we had those in grade school and in PE class. So I was almost like, well, what is that? What what is that thing? But yeah, that that was a jump rope. Should we sell Stark Wars uh, plastic jump ropes? <laughs> yeah, we'll get the logo on there and everything. So it'll, it'll be, be our merch. It also needs to light up too, a light up jump rope. So yeah, yep. <laughs> but yeah, we get all that, and he's he's gone. He's now doing you know what we know happens. We I mean we don't know what happens to him. He just kind of disappears. But you know we know he makes contact with Wanda, and uh, at this point they're watching the episodes, and we do learn that Jimmy Woo wants kids someday because they now are at the point where where Wanda is pregnant. And Darcy is fully invested. She loves, just like us, Darcy loves the story going on. Um, I also want to, I don't know if we've gotten there yet, but they've been like using a whiteboard. And I think it's so funny because a lot of the questions that are on this whiteboard are questions we've asked, are questions everyone's been asking. And one thing that we can talk about later is there is mention of is scrolls on the whiteboard. They mentioned scrolls. And I think that is important because I think this show is I don't know if this show necessarily is going to bring back scrolls, but scrolls are going to be important in the MCU universe if they're trying to do what I think they're trying to do. So uh, the, uh, I'm flying off the cuff here, but I, I think it's hit me. And I agree. I, I, I wondered who, what, where are the scrolls here? And hear me out. Acting director Hayward is a scroll. I, I knew he was sketchy. This makes a lot more sense. Uh, Monica Bailey recognized him. Of course, it's been a few years since she's seen him, but it was she. She made the comment that he looked different. Uh, he very well could be a scroll in this situation. Yeah, and and it has been years, so it would make sense that he was a little off, and she could put it off as, "Oh, it's been like five years since I've seen him," or whatever. I do he not hate that. I'm just saying he sends robots into space, and he's acting sketchy, so. We, again, we have our eye on you, Mr. Hayward. Both so yeah, Matt, yeah. Back back to this little whiteboard. Uh, another thing on this whiteboard that kind of stood out to me, and we we talked about it a little bit, as far as the hexagon shapes that are showing up. We saw it in the Brady Bunch intro. Uh, we we we've seen it throughout, basically, um, and, and it's been brought more front and center here. And the fact that it's literally written on the board, and and they're wondering about it. Um, what do you have to say about the hexagon shape? And I guess, I guess to clarify, they they discovered that the the force field around Westview is a hexagon. Yeah. So what what's yeah. going on here? That's what I was gonna say. I think it's so interesting that the force field is also a hexagon. I'm not sure. I mean, hexagons are that shape feels very WandaVision to me. Like I just kind of played it off as that of like, oh, like Vision is very. I don't know. Like. He has the mind gem. Maybe it's like a reference to that, but like, no, now, like you said there, once it gets to a point where it's not a nod anymore, this is like a clear thing. There's a reason that it's a hexagon. Yeah. It almost reminds me of the movie chicken little. Um, when the sky is falling, um, they are, the sky is, is in pieces and they're in hexagon pieces. So look, I'm just saying, are we getting a, a chicken little crossover here? We might be. <laughs> I don't think Chicken uh, Chicken Little is Disney. So now, does Chicken a... Little count as one of the three thousand eight hundred ninety-two people, or Again, is he a pet? Yeah, I mean, he talks. Is that, I think that has to be the difference. 
I mean, how, where do you draw the line between between person and pet? And I, I think it has to do with vocabulary. So I would I would count Chicken Little as part of as the population. And do we think Chicken Little likes piggyback rides? Oh, I'm gonna have to rewatch Chicken Little. I, I, I certainly certainly he likes piggyback rides. He's small, so he's perfect for it. Like I talked about. I feel like that's key. If they're small, you probably like piggyback rides. But I'm always, if someone could give me a piggyback ride, I'd still be sketched because it's like, what if I, I have trust issues? I feel like I, you know, I know this is last episode, but I'm still very passionate about this piggyback ride. And I've had people ask me, you know, it's been a big topic. And I feel like if I was piggybacking on someone, I would, I wouldn't trust that they wouldn't fall or I, I, I wouldn't, I'd rather just walk at that point, trust yeah. my own legs, you know? Yeah, so so next week we're gonna do the piggyback dissection episode, and then after that we're doing the chicken the chicken little uh, rewatch podcast. So stay tuned, guys. Um, yep. Well, these are gonna be our goals once we hit. You <laughs> yeah, know. Th- these are the bonus podcasts. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we'll, we'll start a poll. You can have a bonus podcast covering invincible the tv show or you can have us recapping chicken little the movie <laughs> so so most of our fans at this point are, are 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 some good friends of ours and i don't trust my friends to pick the logical invincible podcast they if we give them the option to do chicken little we're screwed you know that right we're, we're picking chicken little yeah i also <laughs> would be voting for chicken little though too um yes. but yeah so getting back on track we see the whiteboards all this stuff uh, and now they're on the, the, the last episode we watched. They're on the pregnancy. We learned that Jimmy Woo wants kids. I think he'd be a good dad. I think Jimmy Woo would be a great dad. Oh, yeah. He, he mentions the little FBI uh, badge that he put on the kids. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Jimmy Woo, let's – hey, hold on a second, though. Uh, look, Darcy is right there. I mean, do we have a possible love connection? What's going on? And they were talking – about children, look, come on, let's let's put this together, you two. Uh, yep. We'd like to we'd like to be the matchmakers of this situation. Yep, Darcy's I, coming on the podcast, so we'll 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 bring it up. Do you, is this like, are we like pulling Darcy out of where they are right now, or is this like after all the episodes have been filmed and we're bringing Darcy on, so it's like she knows more information, or are we like pulling her out here saying, hey, we're you're out of your timeline. We're here. We're shaking you down hook you know date jimmy woo and then we're throwing her back in <laughs> this is getting so weird i apologize to the audience we're talking about forcing people dating chicken little and piggyback right listen so. if you if you if you hate it tell us <laughs> we'll change it but for now choo choo we're on the weird train uh yeah we say that now that this is never going away <laughs> I started it with the you you let me give my theory last week of my Melfisto uh, theory and now I am full team weird. Anytime we can get weird on this podcast, I am pro. I'm pro getting weird. Yeah. So all right, we'll 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 jump back here. Um, they're watching the TV and they. This is when things start to get a little weird and and more of Wanda's post production because they can't tell what's going on, but we cut back to Wanda's perspective and we see a little bit more of this conversation between Monica and Wanda. And of course it results in Wanda throwing her out of the, out of the home. Uh, what do you think about all this? Did you learn anything new here? If there has been any question, if Wanda is a puppet in this or not, in my opinion, she is fully aware. She's aware. This is not reality. When she says, how do you know about Ultron? Uh, you are an outsider. She knows 
that people aren't supposed to know about Ultron if like she's aware of what she is doing. That's what it gave me. Uh, that's what it told me. Um, and yeah, she was scary. Yeah. So and, and so right after this, after Vision comes in, um, we we get a we get a quick glance of Vision of his dead body, and and I'm gonna throw another theory out here. This is this is we've talked about this. This is the evil Wanda coming out. I, is it possible? Because listen, if if she's building her own world and she can bring anybody back to life, her brother Pietro would be here, right? But the only reason he wouldn't is because he died so many years ago and he's six feet under and decomposing. But if Vision, a half robot, if his body is still there, is it possible that Wanda Vision or Wanda Maximoff reanimated his body and and in real life it's just a dead vision walking around? Zombie vision? Zombie vision. I've been tracking all the vi- different visions, and I think I'd have to say zombie vision is probably the lowest on my on my list. Dad vision probably dad joke vision probably the top. Uh, but zombie vision, I, I agree with you. I actually do. To me, was that just her like getting taken out of it for a moment, or is it literally his body walking around? We don't know enough to to go one way or the other, in my opinion. Yeah, and this is this is getting very sinister when we see when we see dead vision here, and, and this is we've talked briefly, and I know where you stand on this subject, and I know where I stand on this subject, and I think it's a good time to talk about it. Evil Wanda, and, and I'll throw this out here: I am pro evil Wanda. I want super villain Wanda. We know this show is going to lead into Doctor Strange. Why? Why don't this should be the villainous uprising for Wanda? And now she is the big bad of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. What say you, Tommy? I think she is doing bad things. Do I think she is an evil villain now? No. I think the show is giving this as a red herring. I think this is supposed to distract us. I still think there's something else or someone else at play. I think she is mourning. And I think she saw an opportunity to bring back Vision. And I think she selfishly did it. Does that make her a villain? Maybe. I mean, she's holding all these people captive, but I don't think she's... If she is a villain, it is not... It is because she is being self-serving and not because she's like, he, 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 like I captured... She's like twirling her evil mustache and she's like, I captured Westview. Ha, ha, ha. Like, I don't think that's... I think it's a woman in mourning who saw an opportunity to get back what she lost. It, I, I'm just... I'm going to throw it out there once more. This the, this could not be the end of... Because listen, these people are trying to figure out what's going on with Wanda. Sooner or later, they're going to go in there. Sooner or later, they're going to stop Wanda from what she's doing. And that will separate her from this beautiful world she's built. And if you don't think that's going to piss Wanda off, I, we saw what she saw, what, what she did to Monica Rambeau. What do you think? And, and Geraldine was her friend. She threw her friend out the wall the second she said the word Ultron. Imagine if someone comes in and tries to take her family away. She will burn those suckers down. And I think that's key in something that was confirmed for me. She needs this place. Because Vision said we can go anywhere. And she's like, no, we can't. Vision can only survive in this town. That is my, like, like they have to be there. And I don't think that's, if Wanda's, if, if it was just Wanda, why is it only working here, right? 
And so I have to believe something else, someone else is in play. And because otherwise there'd be no problem. She could bring back vision. We'd all be happy days, you know, uh, playing. Oh, do you think they're going to do happy days? Like, are we going to get like a Fonzie vision? I would love a Fonzie vision. Hey, Wanda. Yeah, that that's uh, that's out of my realm of understanding. Just like softball. <laughs> no I, I warned you. Yeah, I warned you. I'm not a big sitcom guy. You know who the Fonz is, though, right? I, I know the name. He's That's got like it. his hair. He's like the cool guy. He's got a leather jacket on. He like hits a jukebox and it instantly starts playing the song he wants. He's like the all around cool guy. That's got to be. Bet, I love that character. Let, let, let's make that. Uh, let's make that vision here. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I mean, the last thing we hear. So all this has happened. We got Eva Wanda, and we go to Monica. Everyone's surrounding her, um, and she says, "It's all Wanda." So they're now, everyone's on the same page. We're on the same page as Jimmy Woo. Jimmy Woo's on the same page as us. Wanda, she's been on the same page. Wanda's doing all this. And now I feel like there's there's questions to still answer, but now for the rest of the series, everyone knows what's happening. To a yeah. degree. And that's that, that was the moment it kind of hit me. And it kind of humbled me a little bit. And the fact that... Maybe we're just overthinking this all, you know, like I'll speak for myself here. Maybe I was overthinking this all because, again, I I pictured this big elaborate situation involving something like Hydra or AIM. But again, it's just Wanda. This is this Wanda is fully capable of doing all this on her own. We don't we don't need a big bad to explain this. I hear you. But there's been too many references to a little devil. I can't sit still. I, I will, on that note, let, let's let's because we're right here at the end of the episode. Let, let's go ahead and move into our comic book zone. We're gonna we're gonna talk about everything that could possibly come up in the comics. Uh, uh, we'll let Tommy go to town on 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 this little devilish figure, and we're gonna play some Jimi Hendrix Voodoo Child to transition ourselves into this next half of the podcast. So you've been warned. Comic book spoilers, Tommy. Did you watch well, your read commercial here? this week, by the way? Yeah, there's no commercial. Yeah, I kind of miss. I kind of miss the commercial. I, yeah, I, maybe it could have been. Let me think. Like a uh, Falcon binoculars. That's our commercial this week. Um, Look, see, just, like a hawk. Get these Falcon binoculars today. Listen, and if if it was a Hydra commercial, I would have lost my mind. I would have come on here with a Hydra T-shirt on, Hydra fan club. I would have been all aboard the Hydra revival in the show. Are you still Team Hydra? Not quite. Not quite. I, I'll, I'll take a step back a little bit. Um, but it is what you brought up about Dottie and Agnes is a little strange. The fact that again, these are these are very suspicious. We're in the comic book zone now. We know Agnes has some connection to the comics, or we think that she does. Um, so it is. It's very suspicious what's going on here with Agnes. So and and Dottie, she was the one ch- chanting for the children this whole time. And I I said Hydra was trying to get these children birthed so they could steal their powers. But um, it was Dottie that was leading this charge. So all of this considered, I think I'm going to step back a little bit. I'm going to humble myself. I'm going to resign my Hydra hat for now. Um, 
it's weird that Hydra keeps coming up, but uh, I'll I'll take a step back. Dottie, I'm focusing on Dottie and Agnes in this situation. Do we think we talked about Agnes being a witch? Could Dottie also be a witch? Could it be three witches like the little emblem that uh, uh, Agnes Herb. has? You it's Herb. Herb is a witch? Yes. I could see it. He was cutting a wall very precariously. That is a popular hobby amongst witches. Everybody knows that if you see someone cutting a wall, they're clearly a witch. All right, so I'm going to throw a question at you. I, I think I think you're equipped to handle this question um, because, again, we're in spoilers here. And, yeah. and what I know about Monica Rambeau from the comic books is she is a superhero. But in the show, we do not see how she's super. So what I'm wondering, maybe you could draw a connection. How does she get her powers in the comics? And how do you think she'll get the her powers in the MCU? Yeah, so I believe in you know I, I I it's been a while since I learned about this, but I believe she got her powers through like chilling with Captain Marvel. Like I feel like it was something like that. I'm not exactly sure on the 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 way, um, but I believe she got it through Captain Marvel. So her powers came from Captain Marvel, and uh, yeah, she became a superhero herself. And I do think that's going to happen. In the MCU, I don't think it's going to happen in this show, but I think they are setting up potentially maybe Miss Marvel. You know, maybe maybe she'll be part of that storyline, um, and they'll get their powers together. I don't know, or she just doesn't, and I'm okay with it. I I really liked that actress. I want to see her more, and I know like we could even see it in Captain Marvel because I I know Captain Marvel too. They've already talked about she's going to be. I believe Monica is going to be in it. Um, and Wanda Vision is going to affect that movie as well. Yeah, so I I definitely think not not what if she she's she's come back out of Wanda's world. What if this was the situation that gave her her powers? Now now hear me out. And I've had this dark thought because again, I don't think things are going to end well. When you try to take Wanda's family away, it's not going to end well. Uh, in the back of my mind, the worst case scenario for Westview is everybody dies. So the only humans, if that happens, and I know this is a stretch, but it, let's just say, okay, they get teleported into another dimension or something, but let's say everybody in that town is dead. The only person that was ever inside that bubble was Monica Rambeau, and she is the only survivor, and she has powers. You're from already being forgetting about the beekeeper. I forgot about him just like everyone else. Dude, he's an intern, okay? <laughs> he's going to get powers too. Watch out. We have K-Cups now. <laughs> Evil Beekeeper is going to come back now, and you're going to rue the day you forgot about him. Uh, yeah, Robbie asked last week, uh, uh, was it Rob? Actually, I don't think it was Robbie. I think it was Lee asked us if there would be any uh, closure to any, or there wouldn't be closure for any storylines. I, I very well could see our poor Beekeeper, who they just threw out into Wanda's world. We never see him again. He's likely dead. Um, he was probably thrown out the top of Wanda's world falling hundreds of feet, miles away, and dead. So, uh, yeah, we're not getting closer to that story. I'd like to believe he works at a, a – he opened up his own coffee shop, and he now makes <laughs> – he makes coffees. This is, that's what he always wanted to do. Where he sweetens it with his honey from his own personal bee farm. You nailed it.
So what what else do you have for us in this comic book zone, Tommy? Yeah, I mean, uh, you you brought it to me, but the, the two comic books you mentioned earlier, one hundred seven and I believe it was thirty two, uh, both having to do with Wanda. Thirty two a little bit more closely with Wanda. One oh, I'll, I'll talk about. You can talk about thirty two. I'll talk about one hundred four, which really the 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 plot is weird, <laughs> but. It has nothing to do with anything. I believe there's serpents involved. It's weird. But uh, the main thing you need to think about with 104 is Melfisto is in 104. And Melfisto, I'm putting all my – at this point, if we are playing poker, all my chips are on Melfisto. I got to believe that Melfisto – I don't think he's going to be in the show. I think Agnes is going to be our Melfisto representative. But I think he is going to be the big bad in Doctor Strange. And I think this is all leading to him taking two twins, running off, and Doctor Strange and Wanda are going to go save her children in Doctor Strange. Okay, so so I'll, I'll say this. Uh, but really, I, I just, just even Googling right this second, I'm coming up with two separate comics that may be relevant. Now, Captain Marvel... Uh, maybe this doesn't matter. I, I've never read these. That's the other thing. So I, I'm literally looking at the cover here, but the, the title is The New Captain Marvel. We see Vision on there. And, okay, so hear me out. Monica is taking Exit 32, Issue 32 of Captain Marvel, The New Captain Marvel, Monica Rambeau. I mean, come on. We're driving literally in to uh, to Monica Rambeau becoming a superhero here. Are we now into WandaVision fan fiction? Is this the new thing we do? Where we have Wanda, we do our own fan fiction. As long as it's PG, listen, I know I've heard how fan fictions can get out there, audience. Don't be writing in with your weird, uh, uh, weird fan fictions. But this got me an idea. If people want to send us a fan fiction. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can I would read it and I would give a summary of it onto the podcast. Uh, but. Back to your thoughts. Yeah, I think – so it's issue 32 is the other one. And that, uh, like you said, I think that's a good point. The other one is an Avengers one. And and that really had to do with Pietro, Quicksilver, and Wanda and a bunch of other stuff. But Pietro goes missing at the end of the episode or end of the, the issue. And I think that's the key for me is, like, I think there – if it has anything to do with WandaVision, I think it has to do with Quicksilver. I think they're hinting towards Quicksilver. Gotcha. And, and again, th- this I'm gonna have to edit this whole section down a lot because I'm I'm running into so m- I'm running into so many things right now that I didn't even see before. We can also cut it out. If yeah. We well, I mean, 32. I mean, there's so many. Okay, well, let's move into this because you mentioned before the show. You mentioned to me Kang the Conqueror. Um, I'm gonna throw this out here. I'm doing my homework, everyone. I read Young Avengers this week. Kang the Conqueror is in it. He's very cool. So I'm curious. Well, uh, what do you think? Does Kang the Conqueror tie in here anywhere? I don't know if Kang ties into WandaVision, but I have heard rumblings and something I, I could see because how do you how do you top Thanos, right? Thanos was the big bad for the longest time in the Marvel Universe. And a lot of people think Kang the Conqueror is someone that we could see. For those who don't know, because a lot of times we throw a lot of names at you. I need to do better of explaining who these people are. But Kang the Conqueror is essentially someone for the future who teleports back to change things uh, to get his version of things. 
super fascinating guy affects a lot of things and very heavily involved in the young Avengers, which is something you believe that Billy and Tommy are going to be involved in. And uh, if so, that's a perfect point to bring King the Conqueror in. Yeah. So, I mean, this whole, the whole next saga about uh, the MCU, I mean, very much seems to me it's about legacy because they're every single character, nearly every single character has their legacy lined up for them whether it be Thor with Valkyrie, whether it be Iron Man with Spider-Man, whether it be Captain America and Falcon or Winter Soldier. Uh, everyone has, and, and Captain Marvel and Monica Rambeau, that they're building up these characters. So uh, when you think about all these people coming in, then you have Miss Marvel, it's, it's, and then you're having Billy and Tommy, it seems undeniable that this it's either a new Avengers or a young Avengers. I mean, it just seems like the next natural progression yeah. of what we're hitting here. Yeah, I, I agree. And that's so that's and we're kind of going off of WandaVision. We're just talking about Marvel in general, because the other thing that we talked about, the scrolls and secret invasion is something that has been rumored to be a TV show that they are working on. And that has to do with basically the scrolls who are shapeshifters. We're introducing Captain Marvel. They have slowly been putting agents into earth and taking over people's lives. And like you said, you think Tyler, uh, the Hayward director Hayward is a scroll and potentially that could be something where even the superheroes we know could be scrolls. And that's the whole thing with, with secret invasion. Like it's so scary is literally it was like, it was like everyone, you know, the captain America was a scroll. Like anyone could be a scroll and you didn't know if your neighbor was a scroll. And, and I think that's something to, Keep watch for. Scrolls could definitely be involved. I don't know if I think this show is throwing a lot out there that may not be answered yet, right? Like I think there's going to be things that they're putting out to be answered in other shows. And that's something the MCU in general did a good job of. It's not necessarily everything it had to do with the movie you're watching, but it could have to do with a movie down the line. Yeah, and that's uh I, I think that's so much of uh that there are a lot of things that we see in just WandaVision where we're like we're, we're, I mean, I know for myself, my brain is designed to analyze every single situation in the show. But um, it, for instance, the population of the town, we couldn't find any connection of that. But but who knows that that number doesn't show up in, in 13 other Marvel properties. And that's what's so cool about the MCU. That's what has me so obsessed with it is it all ties together in one way or another. Um, and I'm so excited to see where everything goes. Uh, Tommy, if you don't have anything else, I, I think we could step out of, of the comic book zone here. Um, do you, do you have any predictions coming up? Yeah. And I want to say too, for those that do listen, we do get feedback from, from quite a few people. Give us your theories. If you, if you have theories or if you have thoughts like, uh, you know, uh, Braden was, was big on evil Wanda. You know, he, he mentioned that this week I saw in the comments on our Twitter and, uh, I want to hear from you guys because you guys could give me ideas that I'm not even looking at yet. So keep giving us the, your thoughts uh, and predictions. I I think we're going to get, maybe not in this TV show, but my prediction, we are going to get a baby Jimmy Woo. We are getting a baby Woo. I'm telling you, we're getting the little FBI badge. He's coming. And Darcy better be the mother, let me tell you. <laughs> no, I well, I mean, Tommy, was baby vision not enough for you? 
I want a whole baby show. You know how like like Looney Tunes got like baby Looney Tunes at some point. We need baby Avengers. Well, little wait. Thor with his yes. little baby hammer. Oh, I love Bring, it. Bringing uh, young Avengers to a whole new meaning here. So yeah, get, let's not get to young Avengers yet. Like, like teenage, we need the little babies, and then there'll be like a baby Red Skull, and he's like running around too. Oh, it'd be so cute. Everyone would love it. Everyone would be big fans. I'm here for it. Baby yeah. everything. Yeah. I don't know if I have any predictions this week. Um, and, and I think that's a good thing because, um, and, and I'll compare this. The, I feel like the closest comparison we have to a format like WandaVision is the Mandalorian uh, because the both of which they're experimenting with new things. Um, the Mandalorian is the first uh, live action Star Wars TV show. WandaVision is the first live action MCU uh, show. So I find it very, so the Mandalorian, it's very formulaic. You kind of know at the end of each episode what the next episode is going to be. And you can even tie it back. For instance, the last three episodes, um, Grogu gets stolen. He has to go get Bill Burr. You know the next episode he's going to go get Bill Burr. The episode, and then you know, well, okay, the finale is next. So then that's when they're going to save Grogu. You can very much plot out the map of the Mandalorian. There's no plotting in the show, especially now that we've proven that, okay, yeah, you, we had the sitcom format, but we're not even waiting to the end of the season to show you everything else. We're showing you that in episode four. So they're, they're breaking the entire concept. This show could literally go anywhere. So I, I don't know if next episode is a sitcom episode. I don't know if next episode is a baby woo episode. This, that's why I'm so excited about this show. It's so unpredictable, and they're nailing this. Are we getting a baby Grogu crossover? <laughs> it could happen. Look, I, I mean, I, I, I'm all down for Grogu joining the Tiny Avengers here. Be so cute. Oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, just add any baby to a show. It makes everything better. Mandalorian, fine. But baby Grogu, now, no, now that's the show. But yeah, uh, I those are my predictions for the week. I, I think I'm with you. The, the format, it's harder to predict. Yeah, you're right. Mandalorian, you can predict kind of what's going to happen. Especially right now, they're, we're all caught up. This was like a catch-up episode. We don't know where it could go. We have no cliffhangers, nothing that's like, moving us forward in a way like evil wanda i guess is what's moving us forward but and the babies but anywhere anything can happen so going into our next thing do we have do we have any questions or feedback from the audience yeah i actually got a question right here i have no idea what it means but you're gonna tell me the question is predictions for ralph question mark Predictions for Ralph. Is that, uh, yeah, yeah, for, um, who's Ralph? Who's Ralph? Agnes, Agnes is Ralph. Uh, that's right. That's right. I was like, who the hell is Ralph? I've said it before. I think Ralph is Mephisto. That's my prediction. Um, or Grim Reaper. I think if, if Ralph is anyone, that would be my prediction. I also think Senior Scratchy could be, uh, uh, Mephisto, but I, cause I think I mentioned it here, right? I mentioned how, like the rabbit's name was senior scratchy nick scratch you know another name for the devil is nick scratch so i'm just saying potentially the devil could be the rabbit look uh, tommy i'm absorbing into your theory here i, I don't hate it i don't hate it yeah. there's a lot there's a lot pointing to this so if not i think ralph 
Like, are we talking about what we think he is? In the, I think he's a grocery boy. That's why I, I think Ralph, her, you know, he's he's her husband. He works hard to make sure she can live a life, life as a housewife. But she doesn't even have kids, so what does she really do? Um, that's my prediction. He's a, he's a grocery boy. All right. On that note, uh, I think I think we've covered we've covered the episode. We've covered predictions. We've covered all kinds of stuff. So so let's. Let's quickly jump into the back half of our episode here where we like to talk about uh, recommendations and news stories for the week. So I'm going to throw out a recommendation for you guys. And this is a Star Wars and Marvel podcast. So I think it's fitting. We don't necessarily cover books here. But and, and listen, I'm not a big reader. OK, I and there's a bunch of great Star Wars books out there. I've read some of them. I've read half of a, a couple others, but I'm just not a big reader, even for Star Wars. But there's a new book that just came out covering the High Republic era of Star Wars called Light of the Jedi. This book is incredible. And, and if you're anything like me, you're kind of getting sick of the of how much is being covered in the Rebels era of Star Wars. And you want to see something a little bit different. This is basically this is this is before Phantom Menace. This is basically the the canon version of the Old Republic. So we're, we're really reaching out into the, the canon further back than we've ever been. So uh, this is really fascinating. Uh, it's, it's, there's a lot of action. The villain is really cool. Um, we follow multiple different Jedi who, uh, I'm, I'm just saying, if you do read it, Loden is a badass. He's my absolute favorite. Um, and look, if you don't like to read, Audible. Use Audible. This isn't a sponsorship. Um, but I, I used Audible. I'm an, I, I can get through an audio book. If you listen to podcasts, I think you could do it. Light of the Jedi, highly recommend it. Great book. Um, yeah, and I'm hoping for the, I'm really excited for this new series of High Republic books and TV shows. The Acolyte is coming. So if you want to prepare yourself, Tommy, Sounds what awesome. do you got? I need more, more Star Wars in my life. So I'm not opposed to reading a, a little Star Wars book. What I have this week is another, uh, last week I talked about Invincible, a potential TV show coming out, but I'm talking about another, another TV show that I recently got into. Uh, became obsessed with it it's called it's not so it's not a comic book or anything but it gives me that kind of vibe it feels very much like if it was going to be a comic it would be like an image comic um a little bit more indie but it's called infinity train if you've ever seen it it's an animated show it was on cartoon network it's now on hbo max and uh, i believe it has three seasons they don't have a fourth at the moment they're trying to get renewed i would love to see more because it's kind of an anthology where each season covers a different character but you're introduced to the character before they get their season so you see them in the last season and then we get to learn more about them but the show very sci-fi uh the first season is very much a mystery show it's trying to discover uh basically this girl ends up on this mysterious train and she's trying to figure out what the purpose of the train is, what is going on, why is she there. Uh, very fun. Even once you find out that mystery, the show gives you more. It is just a really good show. What's the show called one more time? In Infinity Train. All right. I'm always down for stuff like that. So that sounds up my alley. All right. So we'll, we'll hop into our news stories here. My, my news story of the week. Um, I, I've, I've heard about... This was just, I believe it was just announced, and I don't have a lot of details on it, but just the concept alone has me stoked. HBO Max, not HBO, but HBO Max is creating an animated Game of Thrones series. I, I mean, listen, 
we see how expensive Game of Thrones is. A very high production. Um, and in some of the earlier seasons, it was really hard to capture some of those effects. But this is an outlet for them. When you're working in animation, you could, I mean, you can go anywhere you want with that. I mean, there's no limit to what you can put, what you can draw on screen, you know? It's the reason that, that I wanted to write comic books because, I mean, frankly, I, I'm more of a film fan. Uh, I'm more into Marvel and Star Wars, but comics was a way for me to cheaply, because uh, there's no budget on a drawing, you know? I, it might take you a little bit longer, but you can only, it, it can only go so far. So as a comic book fan, as a fan of animation, I'm down for this Game of Thrones animated show. Do we think baby Game of Thrones? It, it writes itself. I'm just saying the Game of Thrones, we're going to see a little baby Joffrey. We're going to see that's what's happening here. They've heard me and uh, HBO Max is not going to make baby animated Game of Thrones. There we have it. Baby Joffrey, uh, baby Red Wedding. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> uh, I, w- I would watch that though. Like we kid, we kid, right? But I would watch Baby Game of Thrones. <laughs> All right. Do, do you have a news story for us this week, Tommy? Uh, you know, I really tried and looked even during the podcast. I was looking left and right. I don't have a news story this week. I really slacked on that. So next week, I will try to bring two news stories to make up for this week not having one. No, that's fine. And listen, things have been rough this past year and into the new year. Uh, Honestly, uh, there's been shows canceled. There's been uh, movie delays. There's not a lot going on in in the nerd culture besides some of the Marvel stuff coming up, which we're really excited about. It's really convenient that we have a podcast covering all of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, totally understandable. Not a lot happened this week. I mean, I, I dug deep for that uh, that that HBO animated uh, Game of Thrones series. So I, I guess that that's everything here. Um, uh, towards the end here, I, I want to give a, a couple thank yous to some people that have helped the podcast a lot this week. One, my friend Nathan Burnett, and, and all of these, I'm I'm going to post their social media tags in the show notes. So if you could go get them a follow on Instagram and Twitter, they're great people. Uh, Nathan Burnett helped me a lot on the back end of the podcast. Great dude. Follow him on Twitter. We also have, um, we also have a new logo. We didn't even talk about this. We have a new logo, uh, made by an outstanding artist. And thank God I I have a little bit of connections to the comic book world because that's how I knew this guy. And, uh, uh, he came together with me and, and we made a really cool logo. So I'm going to put his Instagram in the show notes. Give him a follow. And next is Aaron Robertson, who at this point, you have also heard our new theme song that we didn't talk about at the start of the show. Um, Awesome song. Really cool. Uh, I mean, I get vibes from Marvel, Star Wars, James Bond, Lord of the Rings, just a badass score to open the podcast. So Aaron Robertson did that for us. Follow him on Twitter. Um, Yeah. So thank you. So and, and thank you to all you guys. You know, like we said, we didn't really expect much to come from this, you know, like, and, and the fact that, that we do have as much attention as we do. And, and it's not, a, it's, I mean, it's not a lot, but we got, it's more than we thought it would be. So we really do appreciate you guys listening. And if you, if you, we're going to continue to do this. Like, like I, I think Tommy and I are on the same page of, in the fact that uh, as long as there's Marvel stuff this year, we're going to be doing this. So, uh, and if you want to give back to us a little bit that and last week I asked for for reviews, five star reviews, uh, and please keep them coming. 
but I, I have a new goal for you this week. And, and we still, we, if we get a hundred reviews, we're going to do a bonus podcast, but that's your grandma, I, get your moms. Just, yes. You know, have them, they don't need subscribe. Just anyone, you know, yeah. Just force them say, Hey, I'm not going to eat my vegetables. If you don't, review and subscribe to stark wars for us that would be great but you know no pressure but like and and another way another way that would be awesome to support the show maybe maybe you have a friend that watches wandavision or maybe you have a friend that that is interested in wandavision and they're not sure where to go with it look if, if everybody told one person about this podcast and recommended it to them we would be some i mean we just want to keep growing. We want to we want to grow our audience. We want to grow who we're sharing information with, and we want you guys to help us grow as well. And the fact that uh, again, we're changing formats a little bit. We're 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 changing things up with spoiler sections. So uh, the more people that we have on board, the more feedback we have. Uh, we're like we're like a giant. We're a giant stone boulder at this point, and you guys are the the chisel slowly chiseling away until we're a beautiful statue. So. If you guys cut, just look, look, if you got a friend that likes Marvel, point them in our way and we'll take care of them. I promise. Or we are your baby. We are a giant baby and you are all our parents <laughs> and you are raising us. You are teaching us the ways of the world and you are shaping us. So if you like boulders or babies, so the two analogies for you, I think also shows mine and Michael's personalities that I can't get off the baby train. But Tommy, if you're not careful, my kids are coming on the podcast next week. I know. I, know. I can say because I don't have any kids. I'm just like, yeah, babies are fun. Like everyone loves babies. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I will. We'll use that. We'll we'll wrap up here this week. Uh, Tommy, thank you so much for being here with us. Uh, this was a lot of fun. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Bye.